coming up on the in stuff podcast can we take a moment to have a tangent about going on tangents i like going on tangents do you i do i worry people when they sense we're on a tangent it's really annoying for audiences do you get annoyed when when you get the sense that uh, hosts Not are going on a tangent. Not when I'm listening to a podcast similar to ours. Like, oh. this isn't the hard-hitting news. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do they keep talking about nothing? This is a podcast yeah. about nothing. All that and more than you could ever dream to ask for, coming up next on the Insta Podcast. The In Stuff Podcast is brought to you by Scratch Band, the brand new way to help you stop touching your face. Why is everyone telling you to wash your hands these days? Because they're covered with germs. Every time you touch your face, you're helping to put those germs into your body and make yourself sick. Until now, Scratch Band's patent-pending design allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers, shielding you from those gross hands. Made of medical-grade silicon, you can sanitize it in the dishwasher, washing machine, or even a microwave. So stop touching your face and making yourself sick and join the evolution. Scratch Band. More information at scratchband.life. Kristen, in case none of that gets in, uh, welcome back from a long break to the InStuff podcast. Yay! Things are going well for you based on the last hour of conversation that we've had? Yeah. Everything's on track, finally. Everything's going horrible for me. Although on paper, everything should be going pretty darn well. But uh, yeah, it's fascinating, you know? It's, it's fascinating how on paper everything should be great, but you still like wake up and you're like, I don't know. I don't know about this anymore. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's very strange. You know, it's been a very big, big year for Dark Winter Nights, you mm -hmm. know, my other podcast and we're gearing up for another show and that's exciting it's just big the problem is big things keep happening and nothing seems to change in my life and i've sort of so outside I, of the big things right oh. yeah because you're sort of like well i don't know what i expect to happen i yeah. expect people will be nicer to me and they are not nicer but, so you're not <laughs> expecting big things in your life to change just like little things like people recognize you at the grocery store um maybe that's I need to articulate a little bit more or in my head like what what did I think was going to happen yeah I thought I would get treated better at work that was one of the main things that has not happened I've been treated worse at work yeah that's not cool <laughs> particularly particularly because you have a lot of people in your course Courses, yeah plural. right right I know yeah. speaking of, of which pretty exciting to see that uh our co-taught courses were the top two most enrolled and waitlisted in CLA. Yay! So that's, that's the thing. Like everything is going fantastic. 
I guess I'm just waiting for the limo to show up or something and be like, congratulations. You just gotta... What? Gotta wait what? for the drive because it's Fairbanks and people have it's to true. dig out first. I can't make it on my driveway. That's right. I'll <laughs> shovel out, then it'll come. <laughs> Since the new year, it's been kind of a process here. <laughs> it's been a process, yes. Well... Today we are talking about 3D and 360 cameras, and I am intrigued, based on our conversation before this, at how little you seem to care, because you're into art. I guess, do you just not consider these to be art, or why is it you are so bored by the subject matter? <laughs> I'm just really, so it is true, I don't think that they're really interesting. Uh-huh. It's because the only time I ever view... Let's see. A 360 image is if I'm in Google Street View. Mm -hmm. And I hate when they're on Facebook. It drives me nuts. Mm -hmm. Just, that was a word I shouldn't use. It really Not makes so. me upset. What word were you going to say? <laughs> Keep it clean, please. All I'm right. Trying. I grew up in the church. These are delicate virgin ears. Oh, gosh. So, yeah, they're just, they seem really gimmicky. Mm. When they're on Facebook and mm. somebody's, you know, right. recorded something that's 360 or mm -hmm. shot something that's 360, you're like, why do I need to see all of these angles? It's like pretension taken to 360 degrees. Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm trying to find the front door of this place. I'm trying to get to 100%. <laughs> I want to know the 360 view. So it's utilitarian for you. Mm -hmm. And that's it. So that's why it's not exciting because it's like plumbing, like. How do you get excited about plumbing? It just serves a purpose. Right. I, mean, I just can't. I've not ever been in another context where I needed to see a virtual. Oh, that's not true. A virtual version of a real life place. The only other context is when I want to virtually tour a house on Zillow. hundred yeah. percent. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so I, yeah, I'm not excited about 360. I think it's great for utilitarian purposes like that. When you're wanting to look into moving or renting a place um, or a vacation rental or something, it's awesome for that. And trying to find an address. But in terms of just like for fun, yeah, 360 is not really that much for me. 3D, though, huge. Huge into 3D. 3D pictures. Yes. Are these like the holograms, like the stickers well, you used to I get am, in the 90s? I am into those too, but those are a little hard to come by right now. They do exist. I think you sent me an awesome link for some like glasses hologram type displays that are happening now. And I just saw CES has got some sort of hologram based video conferencing type things available too, which are cool. And I think it's significant, but I love 3d because I'm a bit of a nostalgic person, I guess. And I love, putting on my VR headset and being able to feel like I'm dropped back into a place. And 3D does that in a really powerful way. So what's the difference between a 3D image and a 360 Get good and image. close to that mic. Come on. We're in, we're in like season Hello. three and a half now. Since we, yeah. we can't agree what season we're on. <laughs> you keep sending me final edits on the audio that are two seasons behind where we actually are. Well... You keep wanting to advance the season. I'm like, we can't. It's January. We, we can't advance until spring. Anyway. I like to break the rules. All right. Cool. Well, we're in season 12 now. I can't believe we made it 12 <laughs> seasons already without getting canceled. 12 seconds later. <laughs> but um, wait, what was your question? What's the difference between an image 
360 image and a 3D image. So, well, um, I struggle to answer that. So in my world, a 360 image just allows you to see all around, but does not make you feel like you're there. A 3D image makes you feel like you are literally in that space. Functionally, you can walk through the no. space and progress no. past a point. You just feel like you're there. If you move, it destroys the illusion because uh, it's not it's not a, a computer-generated image that you could walk through. It's an image that looks great from where, as long as you just stay put. And I shoot them 180 because, in theory, you can also get 360 3D, and that would be pretty cool. And so in that case, like 3D is, I mean, 360 is fine. But I find 180 is fine because most of the time I'm too lazy to stand up when I'm doing VR anyway. I'm sitting on my couch, so I just want to <laughs> skip forward. I'm not going to look around behind me. 180 completely is enough, and you can you can generally see enough with that. A lot of times 360 3D just seems like too much of a good thing. It's impossible to crop anything out. Like, there's, I don't need to see everything in that location. So I have found if I take a 3D 180 degree video and the conditions are good, like my particular camera, which we'll talk about in a minute, does not do good contrast ratio. They tend to be a little bit kind of make you icky if they're moving a lot. Like, so like you get seasick? I feel a little gr like, yeah. Okay. It makes me a little uncomfortable when the camera's moving. A lockdown 180 degree 3, 3D picture video, I mean, shot well, I feel like I'm in that space again. And that is huge to me because I can go back to moments in my vacation and feel like I'm there. I can go back to hanging out with family and, and the house where I grew up and feel like I'm there. And I was just in Michigan visiting my mom, who still lives in the house where I was raised, and going through a whole bunch of photos from, you know, back when I was born and later. Mm -hmm. And there's such a small little narrow window. I mean, what degrees are they? Like four degrees or something, you know? Some of these pictures are so tiny. There's no sense of being there. It just feels very distant. And I think, I can't imagine how amazing it would be if these were shot 3D 180. It's funny. Being a child of the 70s, mm -hmm. all the photos from the 70s have this very rosy tint yep. to them. Exactly. We didn't exactly even all the about. colors. Yeah, no, we it's basically like monochrome. It's some variation of like sepia almost. Yeah, yeah I got a lot like that too. <laughs> like where was blue in the 70s? Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. So to me, it's uh, it's a very emotional um nostalgic reason that i love that i love 3d do you remember well let me ask you before i ask about a memory have you watched minority report not in a long time okay but i'm familiar with the premise okay do you remember the scenes in minority report where tom cruise is watching the 3d video of his his little boy no hmm well, then we can't have this conversation. Well, tell me. Okay. Yes, I do. <laughs> Clearly. Well, I, so <laughs> the video themselves, they're being projected into space mm -hmm. as points mm -hmm. um, instead of being projected on a screen or mm -hmm. displayed on a screen. And so you see the, the video, the artifacts in the video, kind of how you would experience 
something in physical 3D space. Mm. In a way. Mm-hmm. It's not 100% great. And really, my question was going to be, how did you feel about that kind of 3D image experience versus what we have right now? Well, that's a great point because for me and for a lot of people, there's a tendency to want to live in the past and having these pictures that are orange and small makes that feel like a different time that's behind you and you that you're moved on from if i could drop myself back into video it it becomes sort of like the mirror in harry potter or something i wonder if i would become addicted to going back and living in those moments or i would just get it out of my system i'd be like wow it was really cool i wonder about that there's a there's another movie that plays on that premise the movie until the end of the world Mm. part of that plot line one of the plots in the movie is there's a technology that's developed where people can record their dreams and Mm -hmm. this is before most people have smartphones like it's a very early movie Mm -hmm. and it looks very much when you see the characters now watching these recordings of their dreams, it looks like they're staring at smartphones, mm-hmm. but really they're just rewatching their dreams before the advent of smartphones ever was part of popular culture. Right. It's really fascinating. And that particular movie had a lot of near, near future visions of what technology might look like that seemed very plausible. Mm-hmm. It's a fun movie to watch, but it's also really long, too. I think there's a director's cut that's some un- ungodly five hours long or more. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There have been Black Mirror episodes on similar things about playing back memories and sharing yeah. them with people and how that gets complicated. So, I, yeah, what comes to mind with this is that technology may allow us to do things that aren't that healthy that we haven't been able to, we've been forced to move on from in the past, like, you know, this, and I don't want to get off on a tangent, but bringing people back from the dead is another mm-hmm. <laughs> Black Mirror episode, you right. know, things that we weren't able to do. And it was a good thing because it helped us to just kind of heal and move on with life, you know. Can we take a moment to have a tangent about going on tangents? I like going on tangents. Do you? I do. I worry people when they sense we're on a tangent. It's really annoying for audiences. Do you get annoyed when when you get the sense that uh, hosts are going on a tangent? Not when I'm listening to a podcast similar to ours. Like, oh. this isn't the hard-hitting news. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do they keep talking about nothing? This is a podcast yeah. about nothing. Unemployment went up. Something. By the way, speaking of unemployment, like, <laughs> I got this terrible coffee from the coffee shop today or something, you know. Yeah, that's true. Tangents are a little bit more appropriate for this scenario. <laughs> Well, I would like to kind of talk a bit about, I guess, the particular camera that I use, my experiences with this, and What camera do you use, and, like, what are you shooting with it? So I use the Views XR, um, which is a pretty... It's a pretty cool-looking camera. It's not necessarily the best um camera for certainly for 360 um i don't i'm not sure where it stands for 3d but the th- the awesome thing is it can do both 
Have you've seen it? I've seen the camera. Yes. Like so, on Amazon. I haven't seen it in real oh, life. I meant to pull it out. And you want to talk about something while I go grab it out of a drawer? Sure. <laughs> it's, like, it's only right around the corner here. I know. It's not like we're going to have to edit this or anything. No. Like Rob's going to. I'm done editing. I like, like the raw, <laughs> natural experience of the feeling of being in my living room. How was I supposed to actually talk while you were talking away from the microphone? I don't know. Yeah. Hopefully you picked that up. Oh, it's very tiny. It's like a handheld um, thing with a face. The two that lenses... really clarifies it for the audience. I'm sure it's a handheld thing with a face. It looks like it has a it's face because like a... there are two lenses that look like eyeballs. It's like a giant Pez dispenser. Um, Without yeah. a mouth that goes. <laughs> <laughs> so That's cool. look at look it up. If um, now I. Apparently, I looked it up today. It's listed for eight hundred dollars on B and H. I know, I no way paid eight hundred dollars. I got mine refurbished, but I can't remember from where. Ah, but it was a while ago, so I, I can't tell you exactly how much I paid. But I would not pay. I'm a cheap bit of a cheapskate. I would not pay more than like three fifty. Um, get a refurbished one. It's fine, it, and I've loved it. So anyway, the, the beauty of this one is it can do 360 or 180. And now that I've had it for a while, I realized I almost never shoot 360, but I guess it's nice to have the option. And um, it's the other thing I like about it is it's fairly pocket sized. It's what would we call that? About seven inches tall and um, two inches wide, two and a half, maybe inches wide. It's ergonomically quite comfortable and so for me and and this is the key thing with why what whatever <laughs> for whatever reason you want to get into 360 or 180 if you even want to um you know every camera has different purposes for me i wanted a camera that i could take on vacation and it was all about memories for me but if you're going to be doing real estate or um, I don't know, some sort of YouTube channel or something, you know, you might have a different purpose for, for your camera. That seems really portable. Like, and also mm -hmm. small enough that you could take a 360 picture of the inside of your refrigerator. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That would be very exciting. Now the thing to keep <laughs> in mind though, 360 would be okay for that. Any 3d camera for 3d to work, the cameras have to be converging at a certain point. Because, you know, otherwise, like when we look at something, our eyes, as you know, like are both looking at the same sp spot. They're not looking straight out. <laughs> so these are set to just a default distance, I'd say, of probably four, five, maybe six feet. Okay. If you get any closer than that, when you look at it in VR, it's going to be uncomfortable because hmm. it's not you're not really going to be able to focus on it very well. Um, so if you're trying to do tight pictures or anything, that's not, that's not really going to work. And it's also good to keep in mind if you're like, I'm just forget buying a camera. I'm going to just take two cameras and point them, you know, next to each other. It won't work if you don't get them converging on a similar point. Yeah. It's so a real mess to try and do that yourself. This is like the viewfinder of tomorrow today. Is this the viewfinder? Or not of the viewfinder, the viewmaster. You remember old yes, viewmasters? Yes, this is, I, oh, I got like hundreds of the old school ones. In really? fact, 
Yeah, I, I looked at there was like a Reddit or something that was like, is anyone working to convert ViewMaster to VR? Oh, wow. And I was like, oh, that would be a fair amount of work to take those tiny little They're really images tiny and scan them at high enough resolution. But that would be awesome. <laughs> so I don't know. I'm not Somebody sure. has to have the master imagery from ViewMaster. Yes. You'd think somebody would, but who? And because I'm sure a lot of those companies have gone out of business. So whatever happened to the masters? I feel like Google might be a great place. Let's to stick start. Google on it. That would be sweet, or Facebook even. Anyway, oh. I know. How can you hate Facebook? You like met your boyfriend on Facebook. I can hate Facebook <laughs> as much as I want. <laughs> it served my purposes, and now I'm done with it. Wow. <laughs> anyway, um, so there's a, there's a number of them to choose from. I like I like this one because it fits my need for portability. It's not pleasant, but you can fit this in a jean pocket if you needed to. And um, and it it does well. Let me go over the pros here real quick for you with with the views. Um, uh, it's um, I pretty much did. It's 360 and 3D and it's small. The cons are <laughs> it's really slow to boot up. So I feel bad whenever I'm like, I want a 3D picture of this. Everyone has to wait like 45 seconds for me to turn it on and then switch it into, you know, um, picture mode instead of video mode. Um, but because it's so small, nobody really knows what it is. So you can take pictures and it's, it's not always obvious to the people around you that they're in the picture too, which could be kind of awkward sometimes um the battery life isn't that great i feel like a lot of times uh, you know i don't go on vacation as much as i would like i'll set it you know in a drawer and come back and it's like dead you're like what the heck i like, hate that i know um the resolution is i have you're, you're pointing to me the ViewMaster thing and i actually got that for my daughter um, years ago, and it's just an iPhone case. <gasps> it doesn't actually have. So it's just an app. I mean, Viewmaster unless they've changed it, ViewMaster is just an app, and it has none of the old ViewMaster photos. It's just got pictures of like, you know, lions and stuff in there. Yeah, that sounds dumb. It's pretty dumb, but it was cool at the time. Sure. Um, and at the time, you mean like 1980? Well, it was almost that long ago. It feels like. I mean, it was a long time ago that. That I bought that. Um, they, went, they went out of business in 2019. Viewmaster did? Yeah. Oh, bummer. I didn't realize that. Well, I guess it makes sense. Well, that's what it says on the internet. Oh. But, yeah, you don't need that thing. Well, it's no. Just... Both editions of Viewmaster VR were discontinued in November of 2019. Oh, okay. Yes. The Viewmaster thing is just a fancy Google Cardboard. It doesn't even have a strap to hold to your head. You have what? to put it up to your head yourself. The old ones didn't have a strap to your head either. That's true. You probably smash your eyeballs, but it would have been you way better. You also needed a light to shine at, and you yeah. don't need it with that. But anyway, um, and the contrast, low light is terrible, and the con I'm trying to keep us on task, and you are bound <laughs> determined to drag me off this path and down the Grand Canyon into the Colorado River. <laughs> Just like your own specs. <laughs> you are one. <laughs> uh, I feel like, no, I'm not even going to say that. That's a little <laughs> bit derogatory. <laughs> I was going to make some analogy to I'm like riding a donkey down the, the trail. and the, the 
with that. Guess seems, where we're going. That seems inappropriate. <laughs> I know I'm the donkey. You're the passenger, <laughs> and I'm trying to keep us on the path, and you keep trying to yank me. <laughs> anyway, uh, so it's not going to do great in a high contrast situation, which is a lot of situations. It's going to do terrible in low light, but when the situation's right. It is pretty magical, and it's not going to do you... I don't think it's worth it at all if you don't have a VR headset. Mm. Um, I guess if you had a VR headset for your phone, it would be okay. But when combined with VR, like um, Oculus, it's a bit of work to get the photos in there, but it's epic. It's hard to share, though, you know? Like... Almost nobody has seen the pictures I've taken because I'd have to get it fired up in Oculus and then just like hand them the headset and be like, now you That's, can look through them. Yeah. Where's the photo storage for your 360 and 3D images? Yeah. I guess I could put them online and maybe share them with other Oculus Well, that's what I'm people. saying. Even, even what are, like you can't make an album publicly available. I'm not aware of a service like that. Well, yeah. Presumably, like, uh, I was going to say the Flickr for 360, but Yahoo ruined that. Oh, yeah. And Oculus is not, at least for a Mac, is not great for sharing stuff. There needs to be an AirPlay for Oculus where I could just go bing and send it to my headset instead of downloading the phones to, to the pictures to my computer. And then I think you have to like render them in the computer and then open up the Android translator app, and then you can upload it to your Oculus, and then Jeez. you get into Oculus, and you have to tell Oculus these are these are three six or sorry one eighty three D because it won't display it right if it doesn't know what kind of picture it is. So it feels like we're in the wild west of one eighty pictures three uh, D, but you can get there, and it's still worth it to me. I still the payoff is 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 still pretty awesome. <laughs> I should show you. That would you have been really smart. You really weren't selling it until the very end. I'm like, well, maybe I would try it now. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, how badly do you would you like to be able to go back to a vacation or a Christmas morning with your family and feel like you're I'm, there? I'm less interested in revisiting them personally and more interested in being able to share them with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. This is this would be like your aunt comes back from her trip to Cancun and does a slideshow like they did in the old days. But if it was if it was three D, I don't know. Would you would you want to see picture three D pictures of my trip to Japan? Yes, especially if there's like uh, pictures you took in a garden. Uh huh. How many of those pictures would you want to see? I mean, I could be entertained by it. I really could be. Huh. It would depend on how interesting of a photographer was yeah. actually doing the work. That's true. I, I could I could see if it was someone, you know, like a good friend and they knew what they were doing and you really, really cared about like what they had experienced, that it could be kind of interesting. Yeah, I could see that. So anyway... Um, that's that's basically what I'm in it for. Is I want I want like as close as I can get to like a hollow deck experience, dropping me back into these these places because I live three thousand miles away from most of my family and and 
I, you know, every once in a while, I'm just like, oh, I get a little homesick. I'm not homesick now because I spent two and a half weeks there. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> I got it out of my system. But, <laughs> you know, when it's been a while, there are times. But then at the same time, it can be kind of torturous, you know. I've so, often wished that I could do it in real, like do this in real time. Mm-hmm. For instance. Like a place, live stream of, yeah. But a 360 where mm-hmm. I could just kind of see like. Is it a sunny day in this one spot that I have fond memories of? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, it could also be, you know, it could be, and this stuff already exists, like virtual travel. Mm-hmm. Um, Especially now cool after COVID. Right. Mm-hmm. Like people have been having these little desk vacations. Mm-hmm. My Google Earth excursions have gotten out of hand. You know, what I could see is virtual vacation, immersive virtual vacation. What if there was a business where, you know, for, I'm cheap. Let's say $75 an hour. I might pay $75 an hour. I go into a room filled with sand, beach chair, heat lamps. I put on a VR headset and I feel the heat. I feel the sand. I can walk around a little bit because the things in the room are mapped to that world. Mm -hmm. The resolution is amazing. And for an hour, I can fake my brain into thinking that I'm actually there. This is the interim step between what we have presently and a holodeck. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it doesn't meet your standards because it's not contact lenses. Although I did. Did you see they came out with some crazy new contact lenses with some kind of wiring in them i thought of you it was yeah a health tracker oh yeah anyway um but because i have you know some apps like that in my in my oculus right now where you can pretend to be on a beach but the resolution is terrible it's all very computer animated so it's not terribly convincing there is some sound to try and help um and you can walk around but you're not going to feel the sand in your feet and nothing in my world is going to match. Like I'm accidentally step on my cat or something like that, you know? Um, <laughs> not really, but yeah. Um, but that's, that pretty well could happen right now. If you got a high end VR headset with a really, um, high resolution, 360 3d picture and just some basic, connecting of the real room to the well mm, the problem with that still is you can't move around no unless it's computer generated your target market are people that live in alaska who can't get to a hot beach and vampires Mm -hmm. who can't be in the sun i never thought about vampires they're all rich too aren't they sure you do too much with them though and they like want to make you their familiar sink your teeth into them (laughs) They sink their teeth into you. Anyway, um, yeah, so that would be my main pitch for for 3D cameras. If you're the kind of person who wants to take your your family photos, your vacations, you just had a kid, um, I don't know, and you're you're living in a time where you want to remember this as immersively as possible, get yourself a VR headset. And if you also have a high threshold for pain, because it just seems like it's a lot of 
you're deliberately stopping an activity to shoot this scene and then to store the scene and recall it back into a, a device like a VR headset. You have to want it. It makes you yeah. work for it. And I mean, as you see, there's no screen on this. There's an app where you can control settings and stuff, but you're taking pictures just hoping for the best. Yeah. It also strikes me that it feels like we're at the Betamax phase mm. of VR and mm -hmm. this kind of um, 360, 3D imagery mm -hmm. where you could shoot a lot of images, mm -hmm. but they may switch formats between now and the time where you really want to feel nostalgic. Yeah. I, I wouldn't worry about that so much as I would say like the quality is going to look terrible in five, 10 years. Mm. So it's not going to be orange, but it's going to feel like that. Like, Oh, I remember that, but Oh man, the quality, everything's so grainy or blurry, you know? Um, but it seems to be increasing rapidly. Once it gets to the point where it's, you know, that I've already in the Oculus two seen a dramatic increase in the image quality from the first one. So we're making good progress there on the viewer. If you can get the cameras also matching that quality, hmm. but to what purpose? Yeah. <laughs> so I can go back and, and relive Christmas 2021, you know, it's a mental, it's like a mental health challenge as much, uh, just as an aside, I did. I messed with uh, Ryko Theta. That was the first 360 camera that I ever played with. Yeah. And it's very similar to this, except, yeah, it's basically a little bit smaller than this. I don't want to review it at all because that was so long ago um, that it's not fair to them to to try and... It's comparing apples and oranges. Um, but that was my first delve into 360. And I tried some other things, too. In general, the stitching has not been a problem for me because any obviously any 360 camera that has more than one lens mm -hmm. has to stitch the two together into one picture. And so in theory, you get seams from that, but I've never had any trouble with that. But I just, I kind of don't get 360. Um But it depends on your purposes. It, that could be great for a vacation too if you're in some incredible location and you just want to see everything around you at once shoot a 360 and that's the beauty of the views is that it can do both right i could see even trying to explain to somebody like this is what it's like when you're standing on the tundra sure you yeah can just right kind of mm -hmm. look around yeah and see like everything's flat this mm -hmm. is the kind of vegetation no trees, no right. trees. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so that's those are my thoughts. Are you any more interested in? I don't. I, I agree with you on the three hundred and sixty. It's boring. But are you at all <laughs> interested in now in the one hundred and eighty three D? Not, not personally. I mean, like I said, I think there's some novelty applications where it'd be fun. But have you? I'm not going to buy have, a camera. Have you ever looked at one hundred and eighty three D in a VR headset? That's actually a really good question. Like a real life picture, not computer animated. Um, probably, probably not. That would have been a nice thing for us to do in advance of this, but I was trying to think. It's like the I've... first day of classes. We just got back. <laughs> I just had to thaw out my sewer. Like, give us a break. Oh, that's rough. That's so rough. That's a hard <laughs> way to start a year. It's, it's becoming a normal way. Come home from. <sighs> 
vacation and winter in Fairbanks and nothing can go down the drain <laughs> or, or just end up on your basement floor. Anyhow, anything else you want to say about, we'll, we'll try this at some point. The trick is the 360 pictures I have are on the Oculus that has my, my prescription lens adapters. And I'm always afraid to pop them off that they're going to break. But It'd be cool we'll to see. do it in a video format more than a still image. Video is extremely convincing. When you have the moving picture and the sound and the 3D, you feel like, even if the resolution isn't fantastic, but if it's shot right where there's not a lot of contrast range, so nothing's like really blown out or really dark, I, I feel like I'm there. But mm. at the same time, you can see like the megabytes just like burning up. <laughs> Every second that you film, you're like, oh my gosh, this is going to blow up my computer when I try and convert this and upload it. But, you know, hey, those are problems that'll go away in a couple weeks if uh, Moore's Law continues (laughs) the way it has been. Um, You want to talk about uh, what's blown you away Mm. lately? I've been, I know things have blown me away because we've been on vacation over the holidays Mm -hmm. or I've been on vacation. There's just been a lot of time to spend reading through things that are interesting. Um, And there's been a lot of things that I've noticed, but the thing that has had my attention today that comes to mind is um, Core 77 has a website and they did an end of the year tool review for, um, just really weird and interesting tools that hmm. are not what you would normally encounter at cool. the hardware store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's like a, a ratchet for small spaces that I think is really oh interesting. Gosh. Yes. Yes. Right. Oh. Yeah. So I'll share a link to that because they're just really interesting looking tools that are kind of, they're on the useful side. Yeah. There's so many times like working on the DeLorean, you're like, oh my gosh, if I had just this right tool, you know, especially when I drop that bolt into my whatever fuel intake. Oh my gosh. Like, I remember that. You were I so devastated. a camera with a grabber attached to it, like a really thin one, it would, I would have had it out in, you know, 10 That's minutes. Like, you know, that game that used to play at the arcade, claw. the claw? claw game. Yep. That would be an even better version of the claw where mm-hmm. you just have like this endoscope with a yep. little pincher and you drive it around like wormholes yeah. in your backyard. Oh yeah. That would be epic. <laughs> yeah. I mean, because what you have is you either have a tiny magnet or you have a camera, but if you've ever fished around blindly for something, it's just, imp- it's freaking impossible. Yeah. That said, I would so much like to go back to that day because at least the car was running that day. <laughs> oh. A bolt in the engine stinks, but uh, not as much as a cranking it over and over and, and having the your DeLorean mechanic be like, ah, uh, I'm out of ideas. So anyway. What is um, the thing that blew you away? Well, it's this is not my best one, but I got to say it's what blew me away. It's that uh, the Omicron variant has an R value. I don't know how you put this, an R value of 10 which means for each person that is infected, they will go on to infect 10 other people. Wow. Whereas I think the original, don't 100% quote me on this, I think the original um, coronavirus variant, coronavirus was like uh, 2.3 or 2.4 or something like that. So 
that led to me deciding, you know what? I'm not going to socialize with anyone unnecessarily <laughs> until the next Dark Winter Night show. Because not that I'm a super big deal, but if I got sick, we'd probably have to cancel the show because aren't I don't have too many people I know who are like, oh, I'll gladly host this event for you. Right. <laughs> My own executive producers are like, ah, I don't want to go on stage. <laughs> so, so anyway, R10. So you learn a couple things there. The R value yeah. of, a, of a contagious disease is how many people will be infected by an infected person. It's not the same as the R value of an insulin Of insulation. Material. No, if it was an R30, we'd be in really big trouble. <laughs> <laughs> My yeah. Goodness. So I was hoping that you, you said that the next idea was going to be up to me. And I was really hoping that something would strike me as we were talking for the thing that we want to talk about next time. And the thing that the tech thing that I'm really excited about is this um, vacuum <laughs> that was presented at CES recently that has a camera on it that allows you <laughs> to not only vacuum and it automatically mops your floors. It mops too? It's like yes. a wet dry vac? Yes. And it, it cleans itself. What? Yeah. And it has a camera. It doesn't have a, a screen on it. So you can't like the person you're chatting to. Plus that you're, it's like a mouse size view. Like you're way down on the ground. How does that work? But it's got a camera <laughs> built into it. For, you know, if you want to go around and check on your house while you're gone, but you can also video conference with your vacuum. That's super crazy. Do you crazy. feel like talking about that? I'm up for it because that we're getting into a weird area of convergence, like consumer exactly. good yep. and mm -hmm. yeah, a technology. Of just totally insane convergence, yeah. you know, a <laughs> vacuum. I mean, this is like... 10 years ago i mean most of the stuff that we have now would would totally blow away a person maybe 25 30 years ago right but not necessarily 10 but 10 20 years ago if you told me they're going to come out with a vacuum that you can video conference in that mops and vacuums and cleans itself We've had robots that we can dial into at work where we can join meetings virtually. Sure. When they're yeah, what the are office. those things called again? I can't remember the name. <laughs> they're an iPad on wheels, basically. Essentially, but we yeah. haven't used them so much because nobody's been in the office mm -hmm. since COVID was a big thing. And in my experience with them, well, you have to have a real solid Wi-Fi connection mm -hmm. or you get cut off. That was one of the problems. But it's also just a little bit clunky to try and interact with people with it. It felt strange. I don't know if you were there, but I drove it into my class one time. I don't think I was there. From I was just down the hall, but I thought it would be fun. And I, I drove it into my class and was like, hey, everybody. And the students hated it. Oh. <laughs> they were like, where are you? Get in here. This is terrible. They did not like Virtual Rob. So at all that's funny one because yeah, uh -huh. that's not the experience that i would have expected but we took one of those virtual meeting robots to a conference mm -hmm. once mm -hmm. and drove it into the bar connected to the hotel mm -hmm. and people also did not appreciate that mm -hmm. one one visitor just covered up the camera with yeah. a napkin because mm -hmm. they weren't having any of it yes and i mean <clears throat> i think 
I don't know how obvious it is why, but we don't, we lose power over our image when a camera shows up. And if you're in a bar, like you don't want that streamed all over the world. You don't know where this video is going. I mean, you know, I, I, um, like to wear my life logging camera once in a while. Mm-hmm. And I wore one when I went back to Michigan and, um, just this past, just this holiday? past trip. Cause I'm trying to remember everything, you know, okay. I want to have a literally a photographic memory of these experiences. Don't forget to back those up so that you don't I lose know. them. This, yes, I'll be better about this one, but my uh, woman there who I grew up with across the street, um, happened to be coming by when I had it on. She's like, camera. I was like, yeah, she's like, better not be on Facebook. People do not like Facebook, Facebook, <laughs> but they also just do not like cameras. That's why Google glass failed in my opinion, yeah, among other things. Probably. But all right, well, we're going to talk about the video conferencing mopping vacuum. How much it sucks. So twelve, thirteen hundred dollars. What's okay. Really? Let's, let's make it more broad. We're going to talk about. Can I call it Convergence 2.0? Because it's no longer things converging with the internet. It's smart things converging with smart things. We can. That that really opens up the things we need to talk about. But definitely let's we'll talk, talk about, about what we want. But we're good, let's call it. Con- meeting can I coin the term Convergence 2.0 now? Sure. Okay, cool. Makes me feel cool. So you feel like a futurist. Has somebody already done this? No. Have you looked it no, up? No one's ever done it. I'm the first. <laughs> Wait, hang on. Let's date this podcast 1984 so that they'll be like, wow, Rob was the first one who came up with this idea when he was seven. If I could spell convergence, it would be normal. It already exists. I have no new ideas except for stuff You're that people don't want. You're already reaching for the power button. I'm ready to I shut even... this thing off. Because you don't want to know the answer. Because I know some dude who's smarter than me came up with this already. Well, hang on. No, there's like a whole bunch of references to Dark Souls. Sweet. There's Progression 2.0. There's no Convergence 2.0? There's a Convergence 2.0 driven by, yes, uh, Security Magazine. That sounds boring. That's not what I'm talking about. (laughs) I I own this. Convergence 2.0, Rob Prince, trademark. Tell everyone. Well, this article is dated 2009. Yeah, they're not talking about the same thing because we didn't have smart stuff in 2009. They call it the C word. So even further, they're making it creepy. Um, Yeah, now if I could just get the New York Times to print something about it and credit it to me, then I will own it. Convergence 2.0. Having it on a podcast is pretty good evidence, though. Will you name (laughs) the podcast episode Convergence 2.0? Absolutely. Sweet. Next time on the Insta (laughs) Podcast. Kristen, thanks for staying awake. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. Thanks for listening to the In Stuff podcast. If you'd like to join the discussion or see links to the things we referenced in today's episode, feel free to pop on over to instuffpodcast.com. That's the letter N, stuffpodcast.com. If you're enjoying the In Stuff podcast, check out my other podcast, Dark Winter Nights, True Stories from Alaska. In each episode, we share amazing true stories from Alaska told by the Alaskans who experienced them. The New York Times recently called Dark Winter Nights the best winter podcast for storytelling lovers. Check out Dark Winter Nights, true stories from Alaska, wherever you get your podcasts or at darkwinternights.com. 
The In Stuff podcast is brought to you by Scratch Band, the brand new way to help you stop touching your face. Why is everyone telling you to wash your hands these days? Because they're covered with germs. Every time you touch your face, you're helping to put those germs into your body and make yourself sick. Until now, Scratch Band's patent pending design allows you to scratch your face with your wrist instead of your fingers, shielding you from those gross hands. Made of medical grade silicon, you can sanitize it in the dishwasher, washing machine, or even a microwave. So stop touching your face and making yourself sick and join the evolution. Scratch Band. More information at scratchband.life.